listening to the Banana Bus Podcast. Yo guys, welcome back and a happy new year to everyone. Um, it's 2024, that's that's a scary sort of... Um, time flies now as you're getting older as they say um but yeah welcome back and um hello henry <laughs> hi yeah i was just thinking well i've been telling a lot of people this but i really like how 2024 looks on paper which is really nerdy <laughs> and also how it starts on a monday so it's like a perfectly laid out year i like so, that i like that yeah. um, and also my lucky number is the opposite way around of the last bit so all hey, right okay pretty good okay nice so this um, year has to be good but anyway, how are you? How are you? I'm very good. I've had a very good Christmas, very good New Year, a chilled one. But um, how about yourself? Because you kind of didn't. Yeah, no, I just saw the family, went on holiday with the family, <laughs> did a bit of skiing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was really good. But now we're back to reality. But it's not it's not about us today. No, we, we've got a guest and he's talking to us from a very dark room at the moment. Um, and he's relying on candle power. Um, so we could almost just be in, you know, the 1800s here, really. Um, <laughs> so uh, without further ado, um, Mr. Nicky T, how are you? Well, I think it's fair to say that I'm uh, coming to you from a dark place at this moment <laughs> in time. Don't worry, mental health is good. So, um, no, just enjoying a power cut. Um, so, yeah, currently sat here. Um enjoying this chat by candlelight which is yeah rather tranquil i have to say (laughs) the aesthetics is a little bit weird it feels like we're just talking to just a just a screen but we know you're there we we have seen you yeah i mean Um, every now and again i can make my candle float across the screen So and you need to keep you need to keep me interested. I need to see some shapes, otherwise I'm not gonna be able to concentrate. Yeah, it's, it's when I drop the candle that that's when it gets interesting. Yeah, but, I was gonna say, please don't do that. Yeah, we, no, we, I don't plan on it. Our our um our health and safety audit would not be impressed with that one. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm already processing how deeply Henry's looked into 2024 with it only being two days old. Do, do you so, know what right? this 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 kid is is on another level on a Monday. I would have taken that for granted, but I also like that. <laughs> so yeah, and how it looks on paper. I'm, it's a, I'm just, a big fan of it's that. It's all about it's all about five D, five D thinking, Nikki. <laughs> so I'll take it. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm not gonna lie, the calendar already looks really stacked and busy, and I'm like looking at it going, Oh my god. I think my wallet does, my, doesn't it? My my wallet is crying at the moment already, and I haven't even started spending, which is, is the it? When it comes to like the calendar for you guys, you know, obviously you're you're both kind of seasoned veterans of CPPS, 10 man, etc. Now, Um, when it when like a calendar comes out, what is it that piques your interest? Is it a case of there are must do's and would like to do's or? You know what goes through your heads when you see the calendar? Because obviously, I've I've experienced that from a player perspective, and I now experience the calendar ball ache from a <laughs> tournament organizer perspective. Um, but you know, from your from your guys' viewpoints, what is it that makes you go, "Wow, want to go there"? Before before this year, I've usually just go, "I want to play as much as I can." So I've yeah. kind of like year after year of opened up more and more weekends to paintball but i think this year is the first year when i was like i actually had some clashes and i was like i actually had to make some calendar decisions which is a bit annoying but i think it's because i'm being quite ambitious on what i want to play 
but usually like, I'll just calendar, see it. Calendar yeah. clashes within paintball or calendar clashes with personal life? Oh, personal life, no. <laughs> just just paintball stuff. <laughs> okay, um, cool. But yeah, I it's quite fun though. It's quite exciting when you see the year. Like yeah. obviously you're in the off season, it's just kind of boring and then you yeah. see all the dates you're like oh i can't wait for this little stretch in may because i'm gonna have like three tournaments yeah. in a month or something i yeah. i look at that and i'm like yeah i'm, I'm gonna be living payable for that month um but yeah, i don't know about <laughs> you luke but i i love it i That's i do cool. i do like seeing the calendar when it's full because i i always like to think um like like henry said the uh the off season is very long and very boring but it also when i see sort of like our first training session back and stuff like that it excites me again. Although I'm, as you said, a, a veteran now, um, and you kind of get that paintball burnout towards the yeah. end of the season, I think. And then yeah, yeah. coming back into the season, I just like to look at the calendar and go, "Yeah, this is this is going to be a good year." I think if you, you know? can master, if you can master the off season, as in giving yourself downtime, whether that's physically, financially, mentally, whatever, um, you come back so much stronger. Yeah into the new season um it's funny as well you know because obviously if you want to keep playing through the uk off season you still can you know i remember we used to go to we would play events in australia and stuff like that where it's the middle of their summer oh yeah of course it is yeah that's the the perfect setup that's kind of like a skier and and you know it was just kind of like in the in the nexus heydays i think we played 50 weekends out of 52 type of thing where wow. whether it was just and but then you cast your mind back to the early 2000s and there were events in the uk every weekend every single weekend whether it was a walk on or you know um an actual tournament places like the temple down by gatwick um you know you were having there were events all the time so your so, calendar management must have been manic so you'd actually have to every season have to make quite a lot of decisions dude we would just play every weekend it yeah. was it was wow. insane and some some events you'd go to you'd play for two or three teams at the event and it was just it was just great it was it was just brilliant so that is serious trigger time <laughs> it was it, it was and that's what that's what kept us ahead of the curve so to speak so yeah it was serious trigger time but you know and it was it was in those days where politics didn't really get too much of a look in because nobody cared what paint you shot or whatever right you just take oh we want a box of paint at this event we'll take it next week and shoot it type of thing yeah and it wasn't like it wasn't a firepower hungry phase of paintball either so you could do a lot with a box of paint which was really cool really no, cool that's cool I I do um I I like to I like to take a step back from paintball during the off season because I like to go and spend a bit of time doing other things with like family and, and spend a lot of time yeah. with Charlotte. But I actually um I went to a walk on at Mayhem. Oh um, nice, the Turkey Buster. The, yes, I went to the Turkey Buster. Nice. And uh it was Charlotte's first time ever coming out. She actually <laughs> wanted to Did come out. Play? Play. Yes, yeah, she played. Um Did she shoot you. Do you know what? She actually shot herself in the neck. <laughs> okay you know how like most new players they've always got the yeah. barrel to the floor and the triggers are quite sensitive if you just knock them and yeah we twist and myself were there and we were trying to help her nice. and, um, i was like come here come here like come to this land rover you can see his person here and um 
she ran over, pointed the gun at the floor, and then pulled the trigger by accident and shot herself in the leg. (laughs) And she was like, am I out? I was like, yeah, go back to the corner and come back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fair play to her for giving it a go, though. She she really enjoyed it. Um, I have That's to do super a, cool. A shout out to Ginge, um, Ronnie over there because they, um, especially Ginge, looked after her as well. Um, they run they, a run a tight ship. I like those guys. They do. They, there was quite a few new players, so they sort of got them um, some other armbands just to put over, just to say, look, please don't like shoot me into the ground or anything like that. Yeah, I I think that's a healthy, uh, you know decision to make to kind of just nurture people into yeah the sport a little bit more because you don't the reality is you don't need to play tournaments and actually for a lot of new players tournaments aren't a great direction for them to choose yeah because you know you're forced to buy you could be forced to buy team kit etc um and actually just get out there and have fun yeah so she she's kind of said oh she wants to go again so she's okay. like I kind of want to just do walk-ons. I was like, that's absolutely fine. I've got loads yeah, of kit. Nice. You, I don't have to buy you anything. She just, um, she was using my CS2 and I was using my Mac. Nice. Um, and then she shot my Mac and she was like, oh, I like this. Um, so I was like, oh yeah, if you want to use it the next time, it's absolutely fine. I don't care. Like you use whatever you want to use. Um, but she actually, her, her first comment after her first game was, I was like, oh, so <laughs> there's the candle. Um, yeah. Just so I can prove yeah. I'm still tuned in. I was um her first game, I come back and I said, Oh, how was that? And she said, Do you know what? That was quite slow. And I was like, Oh yeah, boss. Okay. I like <laughs> this. We can we can we can get you up to the front if you want. Um and I was gonna try and mic her up, but I realized that I oh. changed my phone since yeah. buying my last load of mics. So yeah, the adapter that plugs into my phone is now a different adapter. So because oh, for fuck's sake. So the iPhone 14 was lightning and the iPhone. Yeah, you're just flexing USB-C. your new phone here. We get no, it. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm just genuinely <laughs> saying I was trying to mic her up and I couldn't. I think that would that would be a great piece of content if you had like a um a kind of like a if you collated new players' first experiences and had, you know, like a camera facing them type of thing. Yeah, that'd be amazing just to capture the excitement and the adrenaline. Yeah, she she fantastic. she loved it. She loved every minute of it. Um, I think she got shot. She got shot in the side, and she was like, "Ow, that actually hurt, but not as bad as I thought it was going to be." That's cool. And then, oh, well, well done, her for giving. Yeah, me so she she really enjoyed it. Just um, on the topic of sort of newer plays and stuff like that. So yeah, hopefully, um, she becomes more involved. Which would be good. That'd be good for you, <laughs> wouldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, that would be good. I, no, it wouldn't be good for my financial situation. It means I have to buy more gear. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of those. I think we're on the. I think we're on the verge of an influx of new players. Yeah. Because you know we're actually at, we're actually at, it feels like we're at quite a sustainable phase of paintball. People people have committed to playing certain yeah. series, certain events in certain ways you know at certain locations however you want to frame it there's some stability there that hasn't been um you know in place in previous years in my opinion so i think using that stability we hopefully have the option to to grow a little bit yeah definitely well on the topic of series 
paintball series. Yeah. Let's um because you you head up the ECPL here in the yes. UK, and um, yes, I do. Henry and myself do play the ECPL. We play for Mayhem Tigers, who kind of went on a bit of a roll this season. Annoyingly, we yeah, didn't get a win, bad. but we got the overall, which is uh, well, I mean, technically last season now. It is, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's see how it. good you are this year. That's very so, true. Yeah. Can we yeah. can we stay at that? Can we stay at that peak? You know, they exactly. always say. Well, um, I th- yeah. I think there's um the apple tree is going to be shaken this year, I believe. Um, few new teams coming in, which is which is gonna really be interesting. Um, so sandbaggers have committed to playing the season. Oh, nice. Let's go. So yeah, exactly. You know, and instantly you throw a team like that. Um, if a team like that throws their hat in the ring, suddenly you know the likes of the Tigers, the Turks, the you know Russia's Somank, etc., all have an at least one extra game each round that they really want to switch on and perform. Um, I'm really excited what you've done for the Pro and Am division. I think we had, I can't remember what it was, but we had a whole discussion about paintball and how like yeah. locking it, unlocking it changes things. But I think in this situation yep. for ECPL, locking it is a really good thing. So it's kind of like, um, try and view it as like a lock that we've got the key for. In the sense of, um, there's no stipulation for teams to commit to every event. Because I want teams to, if they choose to go and play like the mainland Europe events in Portugal and Paris, I want them to have that opportunity without penalising them to play everything in the UK, if that makes sense. So I think, for example, Warp Tactical will probably go to the Portugal event, but not attend the Homebush event. Um, And, you know, Portugal, there's tie-ins with Tomahawk for them, etc. So, you know, it just makes sponsorship sense for them and allows them to get a completely new experience and build some relationships, which I think is fantastic so you know i think for the for the pro division i think you'll see the same seven slash eight teams at every round and i think one will come in one will drop out type of thing um depending on what the round is um etc so i think there's going to be a lot of stability and certainty there without the constraint of you have to do this if you want to do it great um and same for the ams i think i think we're going to see some sheer craziness in the amateur division this year um which is great absolutely great yeah, yeah. open it up let's, let's let's get some different teams in there i'll make it really that yeah. would make it really fun to watch like the standings as well i think that'd be yeah that'd be great. i mean um predators have committed to the series um i think turks are talking about it um, the likes of OAPB are in for the series. Um, SBOS are talking of playing as well, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, 95 All-Stars are definitely, oh, yeah. in oh, yeah. for, definitely in for two of the UK events and I believe the two European events. So, you know, again, it just keeps everyone on their toes, which is exactly what it should be, to my mind. Yeah. I'm I'm really happy it's become like another really competitive league because for yeah. me I, I I want to play as many competitive events as, pos- as possible. Absolutely. And having this combined with like the speedball stuff is great. And yeah, it's been really fun the past few years, and I think it's just just going to be better this yeah. year. 
I I think we've we've collectively all done a great job of setting the tone of Ten Man, whereby you know it should be competitive, it should be fun, there should be an element of kind of one-upmanship, a bit of trash talking, a bit of you know leave it all on the field, and banter in general. Um, and There's I think definitely you know, teams, <laughs> yeah, there there are, but I think you know that's credit to everybody who plays ECPL. Because collectively, that's the that's where the bar's been set. Um, and I believe the bar's high. And, you know, what's great is when you have the likes of the Sabrewolves come over and they, you know, literally have the time of their lives at one of our homegrown events. Perfect. You know, exactly what it should be. Exactly what it should be. And I, I believe they're even talking of attending the Paris event this year. Well, that'd be good. That'd be really good. That'll that will shock a few people if they do. Yeah. So yeah. I know one of the other American teams, so chess club, one of the guys I know there, they said they're coming over for it as well. That would be cool. Yeah. So that's that's another US team. Because yeah. like we, we, we do want to play the US teams. That's where the standards are, that's where you're gonna learn. So well, more think, of them coming over, great. I, I think oh. you know, tournament organizer hat on there is a responsibility to try and facilitate those encounters as much as possible. And whether that's, you know, help UK teams get over to the US, help US teams come over to the UK, or, you know, everybody meet in the middle in mainland Europe type of deal. Um, I think they all have their benefits. Um, and, the, you know, fact of the matter is the average UK team will never be organized or able to afford a stateside trip. So, you know, you've got to, I believe you've got to do a blend of all, of every possible option to reach as many people as you can. Definitely. So, we're getting so, there. So, Henry's obviously a little bit more clued up than I am in, on everything. Um, how's this, how's the European side running a lot? Is it running alongside the ECPL or is it just the ECPL? And... No. Um, so, ICPL, the stateside 10-man entity of the NXL, yep. is running a 10-man event at the Paris NXL Europe event and the Portugal NXL Europe event. So Portugal in May and Paris in September. Um, details of those 10-mans aren't yet announced, um, but they'll be run alongside the main events. Um, oh, don't, don't know if it's a one-day or a two-day affair um but it made logical sense for me to incorporate those two events in the series points for yeah. the ECPL for this year um you know knowing that teams like warp tack corruption tigers rushes somank all want to travel why am i going to why wouldn't i want to incentivize them to travel as another opportunity to score points for the series um, to keep it fair for the teams that can't travel it's only the top four scores that count so right, even okay. if you played all six events it's your best four scores that would count towards your series standing so trying to keep it fair for everyone and i, I believe we've achieved that i would say that's a very fair way of of um sort of keeping it well like you said it is a fair way of um doing the scores and everything because like you said if there's teams out there that can't travel 
they could potentially lose out on a whole series. Um, yes. Just because they can't travel, which isn't fair. Yeah. And, um, and also, um, you know, full transparency without knowing the how those tournaments are going to be run. Um, and, you know, what is um, what what the potential scoring could be, etc. Um, you know, you've just got to you've just got to leave it in the realms of um whatever you score at that event is a potentially uh, is a score that potentially counts to your series total um i i believe i'm going to keep um you know the kind of every point you score mentality carrying on into the series um but you know i i'll kind of uh i'll give myself a caveat of it's got to make sense and it's yeah. got to be fair so um, as long as it's fair, there's no reason not to, in my eyes. Um, ditched fastest game of the day. Okay. For yeah, I, I didn't actually like that in the end, even though it helped us win. I think for the, <laughs> for the AM teams, it sucks. Like you, you play I... a game against some of the bigger teams, like the pro teams, some people compete the series, and you're like, right, we're going into this, and they're just going to try yeah. and run us, which just yeah. causes too much chaos. And I think it's better for these for the better teams in theory to be like going for a perfect game and being like on a perfectly execute rather than just go for a messy one basically i think so too i mean what was what was interesting is um we ran that for three seasons i believe um and never had an event that ran over time whilst that was in place so it was um from a from my perspective it helped things move along um, a hidden benefit of it as well is it helps teams just become a little bit more accustomed to shifting through the gears as and when they can. Because if you kind of go, let's say you go three or four bodies up early in a 10-man game, and that fastest game of the day things in the back of your mind somewhere, I believe you're more likely to take a chance than you would if it wasn't. And sometimes taking that chance is all you need to just cascade and open the door and get an extra kill, make another move, get another kill, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, um, you'll know from playing stateside that that's their default. It's, yeah. it's you know, it's a stark comparison to the average, the way the average UK team plays, a very methodical and, you know, pace themselves we've got yeah, they're 12 kind of, minutes they're really. it it's not really yeah. like a big hit it's kind of like a slow death yeah because like every, loads of the games because we watched we watched loads of games out there we were like we need to yeah. watch as many of these teams as we can and exactly. the amount of games that just went down to like the last two minutes especially in the woods it was was really it was crazy to see and they were just like it'd be the last two minutes nothing's really happening people like some people are dying and then one team would just be like on it and they wouldn't stop and that was really yeah. impressive, like coordination, because they had to make that last time count yeah. and not stop. Because if they know if they stop, they knew that no one's going to win the game. Which yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm kind of I the way I view it all is if I have an idea of something and I believe it's for the benefit of the majority, I'm always going to try it. If it doesn't work or people say we don't want it, then we we evolve it. Yeah. It's good because 10 man is there is a lot of stuff you can kind of implement into it, which is good because obviously like your speedball is kind of a set format, kind of like a football game is always 90 minutes. Yes. But 10 man. Actually, one thing. So here's an idea. I don't know if 
someone spoke to you spoke to it about <laughs> spoke to it to you but in the states for to pick sides they flipped a coin yes so you'd, you'd call the sides and then the team would get to pick so it was interesting to see game the bigger games being like oh like cat factory has got the better side in the woods like they should win do you think that's something you'd do in the ecpl if you're really bad at making fields it allows bias into you know a better end and a worse end right um i i believe that you can create a field that plays fairly from both ends um whether that is inherently difficult though when it comes to hyperball fine because that's it's, usually it's difficult in the woods but then the way um the way i do ecpl is everybody has the same number of games from the same end mm. so nobody can say oh they played the best end five times and the worst end two times type of thing but then at, the, at that point you don't get to decide if, so you're like if, maybe when the schedule's made and you know there's a better end you're like oh like russia's has the better end against somank like what's i, I want to run i want to run ecpl events where the best team wins if if you suck it's because the other team beat you if you won <laughs> If you won, it's because you played better, not that you had the best end. Mm. So I, I think, um, but someone, someone, or someone still gets the best end. It's either in their control or kind of not in their control. Yeah, kind of. I'm not willing to. I'm not willing to leave it to luck. Mm. Um, if I can make a fair schedule where every team plays the same amount from each end, that's what I'm always going to do. Yeah. So if if things evolve and you can't do that with the schedule. And you know, giving teams the the choice to toss the coin for which end they get, I quite like it for finals. But then, mm. I think you always run the risk of one team going, "Oh, we should have, you know, we got the good end or whatever." So, you can kind yeah. of backlash on yourself if, uh, especially when it comes down to finals. If say, yeah, say it was Mank and um and Russia's, and one end was definitely better than the other, and yeah, if say so, Mank beat Russia's because they were at the better end. It, I I would imagine you might have Billy coming storming down, going, "Oh, hang on, this isn't fair." We, you know, it's tough, isn't it? Because I, I quite like the pressure of making a field that plays well from both ends, whether it's mm. woods, sup air. I mean, that's obviously ball. the ideal. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. That's let's stick with the, let's stick with the ideal <laughs> for twenty twenty four. I do have to say every field this year has played really well. Um, I I love, thank you. I love it when people step on the field and they go, Oh, this is whatever. Um, and then at the end of the event, I went, how, how was that then? And they go, I love it. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of like, just trust the process. Just get See, out there and play. So like last year when um, we played warped, I really, yeah. and on the other field, not yeah. the field that we played. I really disliked that field. But okay. I think that's more me being that I don't necessarily it, like to play woods. It was a big field that field. it was a huge it field. It was huge. Yeah, it um, was. It was it was quite disconnected and depending on how you played it, determined how it played, as obvious yeah. as it may sound. Um, I wasn't a fan of that layout. That wasn't one of the what I would pick as like my top three. I thought Warp 2023 was a great field. I love that. Yeah, movie. that was really fun. Yeah. Although yeah, I got dubbed really, really in the good. in the in the bowl again. Like the <laughs> <laughs> it's like Luke, go in that bowl. All right. It's okay. because you can stand up there. 
That's something, what? something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it was like Luke crawl through those stinging nettles. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that too. <laughs> that's um, yeah. The tapes were fun. I thought the rockets added a, a really good element to that field. Yeah. Um, and all all I'm trying to do with these layouts or field designs, whatever you want to term them, is just allow people to be creative. I want people to. I want people to think. I, I want people to kind of not know how to play it. And have to work a little bit and dare I say it, even become a better player because they've done it. So, you know, it's all oh, oh, we might have power here. This is quite exciting. Oh, here we go. This is quite exciting. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, oh hey. Hey. <laughs> there we go. I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm supposed to have switched that on. I might, <laughs> I might get shouted at. So <laughs> But Back I know the there's an engineer here, yeah. Um, so no, I think um for me, layouts are a um are a means of encouraging people to do things that they can't normally do or wouldn't normally do in whatever other formats they play. Yeah. It's um it, it's really good to see because I think especially turning up to warped. I had no idea what the field was like. All I yeah. all I assumed was we're playing on the same field as we did yeah. the previous year. So my head going into it was like, oh, this is going to be one of those days where it's like, <laughs> I'm going to have fun playing. Yeah. But it's going to be a hard field. I know, I know the communication is going to be hard, but I think having like the structures in the middle and stuff like that, yeah. that on the other field, it allowed more movement. It allowed more people to play, like you said, how oh, they wouldn't normally. Was- Movement um, was good, yeah, and and I think it just opened up the field a lot more. Um, I think there was a lot of shots that people were getting killed from and just had no idea where they were coming from, um, and you couldn't see players that could see you. I think that was just way better than the previous year, where like I remember being in one of the corners, seeing someone in the middle of the field, but my paint is nowhere near them, although I can see mm. them. I'm like, yeah, hey, he's, he's there, and like. The next person yeah. that I'm talking to is like half a mile away. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fascinating, isn't it? Because you know we're quite good at keeping stats of you know game times, average game times at events, etc. Um, and over the last three seasons, the average game time has fallen quite drastically as well. Um, it, the amateur teams are stepping up just as much as the pro teams actually and you know on on multiple occasions the amateur teams put one on the pros yeah um you know i think corruption are probably the best example of that biggest surprise 2023 yeah so yeah i don't know i don't know how much of a surprise it is because in 2022 they were they were close and i don't know you know i'm i'm sure that there are people out there who recognize their potential um i think it's a it's a really interesting time for them um, going into this season because they've got the opportunity, if they want to, to go pro. They've got the opportunity um, from the rule book to stay amateur if they want to do that. Um, I've I've kind of given them my thoughts on the matter. Um, I believe they should turn pro. Because I think they'll regret it if they don't, because it's such an amazing 
experience to turn pro with the team that you've played amateur with. Um, yeah. and just, you know, that's very, very, very rare to have that and to keep your roster intact. Um, and, you know, there's a few teams contacted me in recent months about some of their players and in no uncertain terms, I've just said, back off, let them, let them be, get your let own talent type of thing. Stop because, scalping. Well, I believe, I believe they've earned the right to have their journey, whatever their journey may be. Um, I think it's a tough gig if they, if they did decide to stay amateur, I think they set themselves up for a, well, you should have won dynamic yeah. um, because they, they were so commanding in their performances last year um but it's their journey so whatever they decide i'll respect that decision yeah so, I, I i agree with you i think i think they should go pro i think it'd be a good part of their journey learning i would i would love them to go pro and you know going back to telling stories in paintball what a story that would be i just know, uh, i'd i'd drop ian a message now just literally just saying Go pro. On pro. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you now qualify for pro. You're well done to you guys. Well, no turning back it's, now. It's one of those where if I could turn the clock back, one decision I would make would be to stipulate that the amateur champions have to go pro for 2024. Um, I didn't stipulate that. And that was that was an oversight on my part. But you know, so whatever they decide to do, they're not breaking any rules. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there is a there's a more exciting path and a, you know, um a, a safer path. So safe isn't always fun, is what I'm gonna say on this one. Yeah, definitely. So, I, I think they're they're definitely good enough. They percent they are way past the good enough line. Yeah. The way past the good enough line. And it's kind of like uh, it's it's quite humbling that they don't appreciate how good they are. You know, it's it's quite something to just be witness to that occurring. Um, and you know, it's it's their journey though, and I think that's kind of that's their story to tell, and for them to decide when they want to do stuff. Yeah, exactly right. So what what I uh, what. Are the new sort of have you implemented any new rules into the ECPL apart from oh. getting rid of the fastest game? Well, I think I'm I can see other lights on in the house now, so I'm turning the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> I've already plugged my phone in. Um, <laughs> let me think. Fastest games, fastest games gone. Um, we're doing, I don't think there's any rule changes per se, but what are what we are doing for the British ICPL is adding um some exhibition games on the saturday night north versus okay. south um the way it's going to work is each team captain will be able to put forward two of their players for um the north team or the south team depending on where the team is designated to be so for for example russia's would be south so Mank would be a North team. Yeah. Um, Tigers would be South, etc. Um, so yeah, there's a and fascinatingly, there's a pretty even split actually of the teams between North and South. So 
you'll have a pool of players eligible to play for the North, players eligible to play for the South. Um, I'm going to pick a North team captain and I'm going to pick a South team captain who then have to choose their team for the exhibition matches from that pool. So just because your captain puts you forward, it's not a guarantee of you're going to play, but it is going to be a, um, you know, it'll be, I think all, I think everything should be done open door. These are the list of people who've been put forward. These are the pick teams type of thing. Um, I'm close to settling who the, the captains are going to be for the North and the South. And I think that'll be fun. Um, and it's just going to be a kind of like an all-star game, basically. Give the give some of the amateur players a chance to play alongside the pros and vice versa. Um, I'm planning kind of like best of three on Saturday night on the hyperball field type of deal. That'd be so um, cool. But that could evolve. Um, you know, it might be two on the hyperball, two on the bounds or whatever, right? Um, the plan is to sponsor the jerseys for all the players involved the plan is to sponsor the paint for all of the players involved so cool. you know nobody can bitch that it costs pound <laughs> 29p yeah <laughs> um so let's just let's just cross that bridge now um so the thinking is you know everybody who plays will get their own personalized jersey etc um but then those designs will also be made available to people who weren't picked for the team if they want to support their side so to speak so so yeah so that's the that's the thinking on that one um so i think that's gonna that's gonna add some kind of prestige nostalgia whatever you want to call it to proceedings um you know and obviously as new teams come in like sandbaggers oapb s boss turks etc your pool of players. I mean, I wouldn't like to be any of these captains who have to go, these are the two I'm going to put forward. Um, you know, but I think it, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, and again, something that I think it's right to do something that the Yanks can't immediately kind of steam into and go, we're going to play. Yeah. Um, I mean, if there was, if it grows into there being a, a big, consistent U.S. presence at these events, not against a U.S. versus Europe type of all-stars thing in the future. But certainly for this year, we're going north versus south. So, yeah. But so, uh, flat caps and shandy and stuff like that on the jerseys, I think. Some so, scrumpy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, like, but, I like that. It's um, It's fresh ideas. And like you said, um you're you're willing to try him and that's the main well, thing it's, it's one of those things where i'm quite happy to absorb the costs to try something that i think is going to add value to an event yeah um you know and you know pick a player from any amateur team that plays ecpl any single player on a sergeant from corruption right yeah, imagine him playing alongside Billy from the Rushers, Shane from Somank, you know, it, yourselves from Tigers, etc. He's not necessarily going to get that opportunity. Yeah. So, I, you know, sometimes, sometimes you've got to push people into the direction that they're going to need to go. Um, you know, and it's again, 
it's a little bit of bragging rights, etc., for people. So, and completely right for everybody to have something to aspire to as well. So, yeah. you know, I've not, I've not thought it, there's not going to be any kind of, um, any kind of uh, restrictions on coaching or, you know, whatever. Get people involved is, I think, the name of the game here. Sideline coaching. That'd be, yeah, that'd be hilarious. That I think, it, but it should be, it should be fun. I want booze. I want it to be gladiatorial of, are you not entertained? <laughs> type of thing. So, but then in, in my head, this should evolve into something whereby, you know, let's say the South win this year and there is a perpetual trophy that becomes more bragging rights etc no, any 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 chance to get sharpie on the keyboard i think is going to help, help <laughs> us. exactly i mean like literally if i want to if i want to set the thing on fire you, you just make sharpie the north captain don't you so oh, that oh um, that's 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 nightmare fuel that 100 percent 100 percent but you know there's so but again we go back to all of the characters within our sport and there's so many. Well, it's, it's what makes it interesting, isn't it? it? It's exactly that, you know. Let them tell their story, you know, yeah. or let their story be heard is probably more, you know, applicable. So, yeah, I think that's I think that's one of the big evolutions coming for this year. Obviously, there's the Paris round and the Portuguese round. Um, that I believe there are another at least three or four teams thinking of going to Portugal. And uh, I would say probably more for the Paris one, with it being a little end of season. Um, we've got uh, powerhouse regs have stepped up again with nice. MVPs for each oh, event. Cool. So um, in both the pro and the amateur division. So, you know, plenty of plenty of things to win. They had a fantastic uh, standard cup. Yeah, they're I mean, their products are ridiculously good. Yeah. Ridiculously good. Um, yeah, lots of lots of cool things happening, actually, because, you know, there's more and more manufacturers getting involved. Um, I hear rumours of, you know, die getting behind a team playing ECPL, which is, you know, to my mind, only good for the sport. 100%. So, and, you know, fair play to die Europe as well. They shared the dedication video on their they Facebook. They did, yes. Yeah. They did. That was really... Which, um... Was which I think impressive. I think surprised quite a few people. It's what, was, um, yeah. what what was the uh the planning behind the video actually? Because Alan was completely sideswiped by it. <laughs> okay. That's inter- that's interesting because nothing was hidden other than the um entire video from him. He never <laughs> he never saw it before it was released. Um, but I, I wanted him to I wanted his reaction to be authentic and not that I didn't think it would be, but I didn't want to give him the opportunity to over process. Oh, I don't like how I said that or whatever. You know, once it's out, nobody can do anything about it. Yeah. Type of thing. And I think that's quite a healthy place to be. Um, I thought I thought Alan came across excellently on camera. Um, and I mean, I've gosh i used to run around shooting alan as a teenager and vice versa um i've got so much respect for the guy 
because I've never heard anybody say a bad word about him or ever seen him do anything that would warrant that. I'll, I'll show you the group chat later. There's horrible <laughs> things said about him in there. There's there's what some stuff he did in this bar in Chicago that wasn't good, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep that. We'll keep that a secret. But no, he's um he's one of those guys who is so forward thinking with regards to sustaining what we have and developing what we have into something bigger and better that I, I felt he deserved a bit of the limelight, really. Um, I think what he's done with the Tigers is nothing short of phenomenal um, with regards to getting the team back, but also all, getting the team into a place where you're not only competing, you're you're doing you know well here, and you're in a situation where you ventured stateside. That in itself commands instant respect from anybody who's anybody who's done it knows how hard it is to do. Anybody yeah. who's yet to do it can only imagine with the greatest respect. Um, and you know, it is you can you can literally, and you know, we've I've done this multiple times, come off a weekend of winning an event in the UK, fly stateside, and then lose the event that you're flying out to in a heartbeat. Um, it is the most humbling paintball experience you will ever get as a UK paintballer, um, you know, bar none. And it doesn't matter what event you play in the States. They all go at you like their lives depend on it. Um, and rightly so. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. And, you know, if you, if you pick the right event for you, it's one heck of a great experience um because genuinely you bring back a different perspective to the uk um and it changes everything it changes everything it changes what you want out of paintball um it makes you think about the what you're committing to in the season you're playing or the next season coming it makes you think about you know the direction your team's going in etc it's you know it's it's so so positive and so nurturing I would I would wish that opportunity on every single team. It's over. annoyingly positive because it actually I mean only makes a fool me... would miss it is what I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder who that was. Uh... <laughs> but is it true though, right, Henry? It's oh, yeah, for Do you sure. know what? The the FOMO was so real. Oh well, you're hurt. a dog. You should have just gone. I I know. I'll say, I'll know. say what I'm sure you've been told. It is it's one of those things where chances like that don't come around often. No. <laughs> chances chances to do it with the team you like come around even less frequently. Uh, you say like uh, I, oh, uh, all right, all right. I mean You're trying to defend like yourself, then. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just I just I just tolerate them. Yeah. It's it's one of those though. It's um I think what's interesting is what you guys do now off the back of it. You know, because anything you achieved before you went out there is now redundant because you've got a new appreciation of what's possible. You know, not just for yourselves individually, but collectively as well. No, it re um, reshifts your goals and, yeah, as you said, how you think about it. Honestly, completely. like, blows everything out of the water. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Which, yeah. Which, is which is crazy. It's like, um, obviously, Henry went and played 
um, the NXL last year, only for a round, yeah. but it, he'd come back, the stories he was telling me, you know, the stories from Chicago and that lot. And I was like, oh, I just, I, I did you do to. NXL as well? As yeah, I did. No, I did France as well. Oh, nice. Okay. So I had a, so I've got a really nerdy thing, Nikki. I don't know if you know I, what I do, but I record like all my paper costs. Like I've got a whole spreadsheet of everything, nice. my, like mileage. That. But just so I know to save money next year, yeah, um, I like that. especially how the plans next year. But because that was all in September. So France was end of August and September and oh, okay. Chicago was September, October. And that month was was huge. I think I, I played paper ridiculous amount. Got all the stats back it up. Um, but yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it was sick. And that whole month, I was just like, I just lived paper. I was like, that's all I did. But it's, it's the stories it's that you come wicked. back with. Yeah, it's... the content, the life yeah. content. Honestly, the, the, the stories you come back with and I was just sat here going... Why haven't I done this yet? Why have I taken this long to to travel to Europe? It's it, the majority of it is a two. Well, we did flight. have our obviously like COVID's barely an excuse, but we did have COVID like in the middle of it. But I yep. think I yeah. think we. Um, I'm trying to think what the year was. It might have been 29. I'm sure it's 2019, where um, I decided one morning I wanted to go to the Paris NXL, and I literally called Billy that morning. And said, uh, what are you doing this weekend? He went, nothing. I went, I'll pick you up at lunchtime. And we literally, I can't remember if we took Daz or kidnapped Daz. But it was, <laughs> at least That's Billy really and I went. And I wanted to, I, I believe Daz went as well. And we collected his passport from like his home, picked him up from work and just, just went. But it's yeah. so accessible. That's so, crazy. Especially when you carpool as well, makes it, yeah. it actually cost me the same amount of money to go all the way to France than it did to go to CPPS. There you go. Because we carpooled with like four of us. There you go. Way That's to make you even more that jealous. Stat, stat. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, See? just have um, friends. <laughs> long live the spreadsheet. Yeah, exactly. Are you, um, are you going to take a trip over to the Lisbon ICPL, Nikki? Um, so unfortunately for me, Lisbon and Paris are both uni weekends. So, <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm gutted because uh, it's one of those where I would love to be able to assist Tom Cole and, you know, get some, just get, you know, a level of default expectations for teams that are going, um, you know, Tom does a great job with the ICPL. I'm sure he'll do a great job with both of those events. Um, it would just be it would just be nice to kind of see what teams are out there, grow grow things, you know, etc. Um, but it is what it is. There's always a bigger picture. I think it's I think it's hundred percent the right move for the NXL and the ICPL to try and integrate this into existing events. Um, and as we've proven over here. There's a demand for ten men. Oh yeah, you just 100%. have to create an opportunity for people to try it, um, and that's what takes the real time and the effort. So, you know, it's it, hopefully this is a stepping stone to bigger and better things for mainland Europe. Yeah, I really hope next year. I know there's, uh, I can imagine there's a multitude of reasons, probably involving cost and risk, but I really hope next year the European season is the full division list because it's only France that they go all the way down to Div Four, whatever they do, and yeah. it's kind of a shame it's only two divisions. But um, yeah, I don't. I hope really... we get back to that point. 
I, w- I would like to see that too, because I think, um, yeah, it, it turns like the event that you're allowed to play into a bit of a World Cup, doesn't it? Mm. Where, you know, we're going to go to this one because that's the only one we can go to. It'd be nice for some, you know, some choice to exist, etc. cetera. Um, don't know how much it's down to risk or cost. I think it might, it might be as simple and as straightforward as infrastructure and, you know, kind of what the field can accommodate, what the, what the local area can accommodate, um, you know, cause just thinking out loud here when you have a, a 80 90 percent population of traveling teams hotels restaurants local airport car hire places they all start getting factored in to things um tom's a smart cookie though so you know he, he'll have his reasons so i think that was one of the the biggest requests or not requests but um i think nxl europe made a post the other day one of the mm. biggest things on there was people saying that they want more divisions, but I think it is like you said, down to infrastructure of the site more than actually that, trying to open up the divisions. That's the one thing that makes the most sense to me. Um, you know, and it's kind of great problem to have if you've got more teams than you can accommodate. Fantastic. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but then in then in some ways, uh, I also see a benefit to not having all the divisions. If you're encouraging, if by doing so, you're you're making a statement that says to the teams, listen, you need to support your own national circuit so that that can grow and become stable. You know, because, I mean, I hold my hand up. I don't know. I know that the DPL in Germany has gone down significantly in numbers. Um, I don't know how strong the French scene is. I hear nothing about the Portuguese scene, etc. And you know, I'm sure there are tournaments there, but it's not like early two thousands when you know you had ten, fifteen French teams at every Millennium event, etc. Yeah, um, you know, load of Swedish teams or you know Scandinavian teams, etc., etc., etc. So I think I think you've got to put some thought into. Sure, you might want to travel. But actually, what's what's for the greater good here? So, and sometimes yeah. the right people are making the right decisions in those circumstances. Without the um, the smaller leagues, it doesn't grow. You know, it, you can't. It doesn't grow. No, it doesn't grow. But also, people get bored if they've got nowhere to play. Yeah, they they don't just go. I'll oh, just play four times a year, um, and every <laughs> single trip will be in a different country. Yeah, exactly. That model model really doesn't work because when we used to do those four international trips a year, you'd have 20 or 30 UK events that you'd play. So, you know, it's you've got to stack the, you know, the bulk of attendance in the in your regional national event, to my mind, for it to really grow. It's all about yeah. the foundation, not the exactly. top. Exactly. It's all about the foundation. The top is only as strong as the bottom. Yeah, massively. Massively. So <laughs> yeah. Which yeah, is um yeah, it's good. What um obviously you're an event organizer, but what 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 stops you from playing? Or do you play? Um, so I will never play one of my own events. I don't think it's right. 
if I win, everybody would, I would say you should win is your event. Uh, <laughs> you know? um, if you don't win, you should what type of thing. I just don't think it's right. If, if you're going to run an event, run it fairly and impartially because I would rather keep myself in a situation where I can overturn any incorrect decision on any day and never be accused of bias. If my if my only fault is fairness of, you know, actually that was wrong, let's make it right. I'm fine with that. Critique away. Um I I get more satisfaction out of running events than I do out of play. I think like Henry has his spreadsheet of costs. I think I once had a spreadsheet of how much paint I'd shot and you know <laughs> a, a guesstimation of how much I had spent playing paintball. So um and um it was in the region of I could buy any car I wanted. Um, <laughs> all of the travel costs, etc. But I think the paintball shot, I think I was over 10 million when I last so I kind of approached that from a for me to shoot another two thousand paintballs isn't really gonna you know set the world on fire type of thing um the experiences i've had playing paintball are so rich and varied that i'm not looking to add to that i'm looking to facilitate others getting that and you know and that can be as selfish as my kids getting the opportunity to do that it can be as selfish as my friends getting the opportunity to do that. Or it can be as open as somebody I'm never even going to meet or know their name or hear about getting the opportunity to do that. You know, if if ECPL continues, you know, another 10, 15, 20 years and I'm not at the helm and, you know, let's say the kids are running it um, <laughs> and they won't be kids by then. Um, you know, and new players are coming in and experiencing that. What a legacy that is. I I feel I'll achieve so much more through the ECPL than I ever did with a paintball marker in my hand. So, you know, and do so much more good for for the sport. So I think you you know, you have to kind of you have to just be realistic. No, or try good. to be. It's just uh, one of those things that I just I thought about in the back of my head. I was like, I've never actually seen you pick up a marker. I I have the self-assurance that whenever I need to prove a point, I can do that. So if somebody says this field sucks, you can't win from this end, I'm very happy to prove that you can. So <laughs> well, I'm gonna be saying every field is uneven. <laughs> so <laughs> very, very happy. It's so, all right. just just get Henry with headshots is fine. <laughs> so no, I think it's I think it's one of those where um genuinely I don't miss playing every weekend or with any regularity. I um you know coaching is phenomenal. Running events is phenomenal. And those two things give me far more pleasure than playing ever did. So, you know, and I think I think there's a lot of players out there who are yet to discover either of those. So for them, playing is, you know, where it is, is the peak at the moment. 
So, you know, and, and I think there's, I think by playing, you become a better coach and you become a better tournament organizer. So it's, you know, it's all of everything I've done up to this point has allowed me to do what I'm doing currently. So I'm incredibly grateful for that. That's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with it. I don't need to shoot people. It's, you know, I need you guys to have fun shooting people. That's that's where it's um that's where it gets good. Will you still take challenges for the Hormesis though? Yeah, yeah. I've not been I've I don't think I've been challenged. Have you have you got um you, you got le- legend? I've got th- I've got three black three. coins. But I, but I don't have to do it with paintball because you, I can, you can, I can set, you can set whatever you want. We can play golf. We can go shotgun shooting. We can do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can, I can even nominate a champion to just go and play for me. It's amazing. So <laughs> that's yeah. cool. Yeah. That is cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, that's you can do fun. whatever. If you've got a black coin. Yeah. I'll pick a champion. Let's go. Let's go medieval <laughs> on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> you just be signing up tonight there you know have you seen that uh fully armored battle suits that you can get like you go into like a ring and you just hit, <laughs> go hell for lava yeah like the larping fights yeah but yeah that, that's what we ten. were gonna that's what we were gonna quit to do uh, to quit people who could play larping <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> the quest larping team yeah of course this is not something i've been involved in speaking oh, of yeah, quests sorry. by the way um a quest no longer doing cpps what's i saw the press release but i didn't understand it if i'm honest so we uh, are blame henry for that one yeah we are going to play in europe is our plan basically i think as as what we were talking about experiences we want okay we want new experiences basically um so yeah it should be very exciting um to do and that's that's nxl is it yeah nice really cool same same roster as yeah team team with with some of the not the older guys that that definitely doesn't make any sense but i think we've had a lot of interest from people that kind of fell out of love with the sport to come back so luckily we're having a a name ed ed bates do you remember ed bates tall guy used to love tweed um oh tall ed no yeah tall ed (laughs) (laughs) but yeah Yeah, he's he's coming back that's cool but yeah, it should, cool. should be really fun. So, I mean, actually, I think we were saying in the other episodes, two of the CPS rounds is one of them is TD Stag Do, and then the other one's TD's Wedding. So we're kind of start, shafted there anyway. Okay. To play the season. So, are you guys not doing CPPS at all? No. Okay. But yeah, kind of just like costing, I guess, TD's Wedding, yeah, well, unfortunately. It's, it's interesting though, because like obviously your change of tact is for um, seeking a different experience. I don't believe that you're the only team in that boat. I th- I think um, I think there's at least one other elite team making a similar decision. Yeah, so I, can ima- I can imagine. Um, yeah, I wonder who that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um, since since COVID, and then obviously, um, the way I look at it is having firm and fifteens go back. And yeah. then you had and then you had attrition 
go back go and play in there as well. Um, 15's doing incredibly well yeah. there as well. And then going to play Cup, it kind of, when they come back and they were telling you about the experiences, it, it, like, like what I was saying about Henry, when he'd come back and tell me experiences, yeah. it was like, I want a piece of that. Mm-hmm. I might not ever like go and play Cup, but I want a piece of that that pie as such. I want to go and play. I want to go and travel. I want to explore a little bit more of of paintball. And um, it's like a shared experience as well. Yeah, because luckily we've got the whole team that is that is up for it, and I think that's going to be it's going to be even better. Are you guys are you guys documenting that at all? Um, because no, you're not. I know a guy. I know yeah. a guy, but he's extremely unreliable. So we'll have to see. <laughs> they all are. They all are. Yeah. No, do it. Um, do it. Tell the story because you know this is this is what it all comes down to, to my mind. You know there are there are some great teams um, that play every event we we're at, right? Whether it's an ECPL, a CPPS, a Woodland Masters, whatever. Um, they're all living their own story, and you know we've got to. I think we've got to do a better job of encouraging and then supporting these guys to actually do more um you know hand on heart i can i genuinely feel that i had a wasted opportunity when i played pro i don't feel we ever did enough to promote the sport um nor do i feel we were ever given the opportunity to do enough but we also didn't ask for it right um we could have been you could have been at school fates and stuff, having target ranges that were paintball, right? You could have gone and done demonstrations. You could have, there's so many things you could have done. You could have worked with local sites, whatever it was, right? Um, we had opportunities and we were just so comfortable being the best of, you know, our population, so to speak never looking to expand things and do more there should be you know i mean and this is kind of my kids are now 14 and 11 um you know joe's kids are 11 and 12 we're only a handful of years away before those guys go i'll give that a go you know and and when they decide to do that i mean thomas my eldest i think he's played three times now and annoyingly good you know i remember <laughs> the first time the first time he played he was probably probably only eight or nine and i said to him you know are you you okay about tomorrow and he went yeah it's gonna be easy and i was like whoa whoa, whoa. it doesn't always pan out like that bud and he went no it's gonna be okay dad i'm not gonna get shot i'm like at my confidence but you know doesn't always pan out like that and of course Kid doesn't get shot all day. Bunkers like three people and just kind of goes, that was easy. Next, <laughs> next day he played, got toasted, shot in the head, shot in the nuts, everything. Oh. Exactly the experience he needed to humble him. But, you know, he's just kind of just like most teenagers, not bothered about too much. But if if I can, you know, if if he decides that this is what he wants to pursue, great that's the new wave coming through you know because like uh, like all teenagers they've got a plethora of mates who are always looking for something to do you know and you know some of these kids are physically in great shape 
you know, they're athletic. They're, they're not kids. They're, you know, young adults who are just going to be, you know, ready to, ready to motor and become an entity within this sport. It's yeah, it's it's a really interesting dynamic because I think the more we can do to kind of expose people to this is available, give it a go. Um, and not just the playing side as well. I I see a big future for, you know, how we can kind of integrate new refs and just kind of go, want to earn some cash, want to be outside, want to do something, you know, a little bit physical and have a have a full on day of it cash in hand jobs are good and you know there's a lot of people out there looking for work it it shouldn't be the challenge that it is we just sometimes need to change who's holding the the purse strings and the reins on this stuff and get things moving so yeah we'll see we'll see what happens yeah it's it's definitely um like i said i can't wait for the adventures I will yeah. probably annoyingly document and then after it, figure out how to put it out, but probably spend months before figuring out how to put it out. Um, Cause I'm annoying I mean, rubbish at this sort of stuff, but. Well, I guess at the base level, it just gives you a new audience as well. Right. New people to interview yeah. and, and different perspectives. Yeah, definitely. I, I you know, I can't wait. I think what would be what would be really cool. I would love for somebody to go in, like you know, like what's the French walk on scene like? Go and play a French walk on. You know, get yeah. stuck in. Show See? us all how it is. Be kind of rogue. Yeah, yeah. Le Luke, send him. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> you do look slightly French. I think you're ready. Ah, oui, oui. Yeah. I think you're ready. <laughs> I just get a what is it the French French beret? You <laughs> is that a little beret, little string of garlic around your neck, and you're off. And a cigarette, and I'll be fine. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you no, know? I'm, think... I, I'm actually going into Paris after after the last NXL, so the missus is coming over. Hopefully, um, so she'll be playing the ten man. Yeah, yeah, she'll be involved. Yeah. <laughs> I won't fantastic. be able to find us. I won't be able to find her. I'd be like, "Where is she? She's our pit crew. She's out there with my <laughs> mech running around shooting shooting bad guys." I guess. So, is this um? You guys are committed to all the events for Quest, are you? Out there for the NXLs. Yeah, that's the plan. Nice, nice. Is that in a set division, or is that yet to be announced? Well, I mean, we can't play pro, so. Well, oh, come on. We really, we really have one ambition, option there. Henry. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's a part which is annoying because that's the same with the clashes. Because for me, I'd want to play all of it, but yeah, that's just now not possible. Um, what what really clashes annoying. with what then? Do, do some well, event... ICPL in Portugal? Oh, okay, it's literally direct, direct. Gotcha. So, so basically, by you playing Supair out in Portugal, that could clash with the 10 man. Is that what you're saying? I mean, they get they're on the same days. Well, same same event, mm. but you never know. You, you yeah. never know. I don't know how it's going to work or how they're scheduling it. But in in years gone by, they've certainly utilised ten mans at NXLs for teams that got knocked out on the Saturday mm. yeah. to get some additional trigger time. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, I just think it it needs a little bit of information flowing so that people can plan. 
Yeah. See, I guess the minute you can't really plan. And yeah, I, w- I wouldn't want to commit to a 10 man on a Sunday when I'm already playing yeah. potentially two play Sunday because that, that would yeah. be no, no ambition as well. Um, yeah. And no, I think that's fair. I think that's absolutely fair. Yeah. Fingers crossed it all works out. Yeah. Some planning to do, some organizing, which yeah, is my he- favorite. He- I Henry's love it. All on that. I love organizing. I get sent the details and go right. Okay, I'll book my flights now. <laughs> oh, don't don't fly road trip. Have fun. <laughs> well, we will we will for Paris, and I, I think I think we're flying for Lisbon because you're out there with TD, aren't you? Yeah, already because of his stag do. Um, and I think Portugal's just kind of a, a really hard place to drive to. Yeah, it'd be long. It would be long, but that's the point of a road trip. <laughs> and my car just won't hold up. So <laughs> my car might, but I think my wife would kick my head in if I took the car for to Portugal. Question for you guys. Okay. Highlight of twenty twenty three. Highlight of twenty twenty three. Paintball highlight of twenty twenty three. Paintball highlight twenty twenty three. Do you know what? Because it caught me off guard um, yep. massively. I think Henry's going to know what I'm going to say. Um, Yay! Of course. Of course. No. Yeah, it, just, it just completely... Oh, the, that award that you got because you, you run a podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, that, one. Yeah, that, that, rigged, that rigged award. It is so hate. rigged. Yeah. So rigged. Oh. I love that this is like a you've just shown it to the camera and not said what it was as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um well I mean there's two highlights really of 2023. Um yeah. when it winning the Webby Award was was okay. cool um for the podcast. Um you could probably say that because we sponsored it, there was a conflict of interest, but no, we uh we won. Um, which was really good. And then obviously the the MVP for the British ICPL, nice. which um was completely off guard. Um, had no idea that I was even sort of my name was even in the pool. Um, oh, but just I mean, really enjoyed probably, that event. Probably well deserved. Yeah, mm. but then that's the that's the thing, isn't it? And it's kind of like this is this falls into the realms of so blindingly obvious to my mind. If you're having fun, you're gonna. There's a good chance you'll play better. So why don't you make the fields fun? Well, that that's the thing. So the the tigers, um, the whole uh, atmosphere of the tigers at that what that last round was just fun. Um, was Craig was Craig there? <laughs> yes, Craig was there. <laughs> yes, he was okay. there. He was just you like, know? yeah, vibes, vibes, vibes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all he was on. You both had to think, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, we did actually. Yeah, he did. He was. Yeah, he was there. Um, no, it it was just like. You know, um, the whole, um, I, I don't know if you've seen it, the GHOJ. Um, oh, yes, yes, I have. Branding as such that that spawned from from all of us being sat up on the mounds or by the mounds. And a guy literally just oh. sh- shouted out, get him out, judge. And we were all like, that's funny because oh. you can you can usually tell who's the old school ballers by what they call the refs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's um, true. So it was kind of like it. We all looked at each other and just went, get him out, judge. That's brilliant. <laughs> wicked that's the whole um and and again it, it was just that whole event um just want to say that award that's a team award it's not just mine it's that's cool you know um it was just nice to to be awarded it 
but yeah that 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 whole that whole event was just insane it was just a good event and um i don't think i didn't once not have a smile on my face it was a lot of fun wasn't it it was a great event yeah it was a lot of fun it was but... and and it and it rained on the saturday which made it even more fun because yeah, that's just yeah. typical yeah. um the first icpr i played was the same yeah that was another um, any one <laughs> They're fun though. They're really fun. They, they are. I love them. Get down and dirty. It was like it can, oh, it can be fun. You've got to be capable of having fun in those conditions, though. So, yeah. If what you, about if... you, Henry? What would highlight? Uh, probably finding out our first game was against all Americans in in Chicago. First oh, game, no. first game on the the Zipper Field, playing pro, oh, playing against all Americans, and just the start of that game being like anything is possible. Yeah. And yeah, but yeah, closely followed by being in the bar after losing all the games was amazing. <laughs> I think we just sat there. We sat there in like we had this really good pitch behind um, Simon, so Simon from reception. We were but oh, yeah. pitched there behind his truck, and we had like yeah, it was massive. It's so American, massive like chairs and stuff. Um, yeah. And we're just sat in a circle after losing all the games, actually feeling really good about ourselves. And yeah, also a really good feeling for something where on paper should be really depressed, but yeah. That's cool, though. I mean, it's. I, I guess it goes back to like new experience and mm. pushing boundaries, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, because that's towards the end of the trip and at the start of the trip. We were just exploring America, dealing with like, I guess, the challenges of being like, oh, we need a cooler, we need all this stuff. Yeah, hitting Walmart and just like being like, we need our, we need some resources. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was just amazing. How, how were the other American teams to you guys? Oh, they're really nice. They're really, really good. They're really, really good to us, actually. They're really, they're really hospitable. Because you think, like, really hospitable. Yeah, you think they'd just be horrible to you. They're like, oh, f- no, they're like, great. Team. But yeah, they were, they were really good. And Billy was really helpful because Billy is a bit of a big name on campus, so he knew a lot of people, which was good. Um, and yeah, just talking to any of them, we had like loads of random people, like when before we come chopping games, like, oh my god, you guys are the Tigers. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just talking to us about random stuff, and it's it's really good. That's it. that's what it's all about. Good for you guys. So I guess we need to do it to the Americans and they come here, give them some English thing, well, give them some dairy milk, keep them happy. Yeah, and I think you know that's that's what um that's what we tried to do when you know AAs and Saber Wolves and Rhythm came over, um you know made sure they got like a care package of PG tips, Jaffa cakes, curly whirlies, all of that, all of the good stuff, um and it just it just adds to the occasion for them, um. You know, and and again, you want they want teams going back from the state saying what a great time they've had so that more teams go, Um, you know, same dynamic over here really, really is. So, yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. It's been good. And and then obviously going into this year as well, it's just like, wow, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's when it's good, because, you know, when you start the year and you kind of go. Ah, oh, let's just get stuck in and yeah. see what happens. I think this year was the first year for me when cause usually I like I, I kind of like this time of the year. Well, December basically because I'm like payroll's kind of over. I can kind of see family and friends and stuff. Get all my yep. social life out of the way for the year. I think this year is like I think after World Cup, obviously seeing Luca World Cup and just seeing how good World Cup was done. I was just like, right now I want this. I want to yeah. do X, Y, and Z and just studying everything again. Well, I don't yeah. think I have for the past few years. Yeah. No, it makes it, it, it adds a sense of purpose, doesn't it? 
So as a sense of it, and what's cool is there's always there's always new blood coming through as well. There's always, you know, that player who does something that you're just not expecting, pulls off that move or whatever it is, or that team that does that, you know, and, and you just kind of go, oh, they've got an exciting future ahead of them. And that's yeah. the way it should be. So, yeah, really, really exciting times. I do like... um there was actually a new team that popped up, which I took a bit of interest in. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, only on the CPPS side of things. Um, I will find their name again because I have forgotten. Um, <laughs> they are called um, Sons of Agony. Oh. Just just a new team on the block, I think, playing break in, break I... out. But I like seeing I... the new teams come in and form. and Yeah. Like, because they hit the ground running, uh, running like they they get fully immersed in it, and you're like, there's so much more. Like, there's something special you when they don't realize the the risk that they're taking, because yeah. it just happened to come off, and they go, ah, oh, let's do that again. Yeah, uh, that's the bit I love, where they so, just don't know how dangerously close to the line they are, but. Yeah. They just happened to duck when that guy saw them and shot at them type of thing. Yeah. And then you just pull off a great move. But no, that's, it's that wonderment. It's the wonderment of paintball, isn't it? Of look the right way at the right time and pull the trigger and you could be godlike. So, yeah. Yeah. Get so, stuck in. So, yeah, I can't wait to, I'll always, I always like this time of the year because you see people getting ready for the seasons, no matter what they're playing, they're always getting ready. You see them, they've always, most of them have all got new gear. So everyone's excited to show off their new gear and try it out and see, see how much better it makes them. We all know it, you know, gear isn't everything. It, it comes down, but I think when you get new gear, it gives Sorry, you confidence. What the fuck? You're literally sitting behind a new cupboard of just JT stuff. Yeah, but that's, that what are you make, on about? That does not make me a better player. We know. <laughs> That does not make me a better player. You're like, oh, don't buy new gear. And he's like, here's my new part. No, no. What I'm saying is get new gear because I think it. what it does is it gives you that confidence. Yeah. It's um, it's like you get a new it's gun. The there is the excitement think, to it. You're just like, yeah, I want to use this. Yeah. It's going to be big. Um, And that's what I like. I like seeing the excitement. Everyone's posting on social media and, and, and everything else like that. It's just good to see it because it makes me hungry to play. And get back out on the field. Question, question for you: What do you shoot at the moment? Um, I'm CS2. on LV2, and then you're okay. All, yeah. uh, CS2 Pro, yeah. CS2 Pro or LV2, whatever, you, whatever your marker. If you had ten of them, let's say, would you pick one out of that ten that feels better to you yes. than the other? Or would you pick up any and just go? Nope. No, I, I think you, you learn it's the feeling. Yeah. It's kind of how it how it feels to you. It's Same with like tanks and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's a big part. But it's kind of like golf. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't use a golf club it's, that's too long for you. You probably wouldn't use a golf club that's too long for you, but you'd probably stay really true to a certain type of golf ball, right? Yeah. Because your perception is that you're going to hit it better or it's going to fly better, or it's going to have better backspin or whatever. So I think the, I, I think there's some magic still in the feel of a marker. 
and the setup of a marker, but I don't think enough people have a comparison. I because yeah. they just go, oh, I just bought one of those. Mm. Or did you try it before you buy it? No, I just bought one of those. Yeah. You know, have you set up the trigger for argument's sake, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think there's like that that's a whole rabbit hole to go down of equipment. You know, yeah, there's a there's the euphoria of owning something new and there being a bit of a feel-good factor and should make you hypothetically play with a bit of renewed vigor, right? But then there's the whole kind of mechanical side of things and the engineering side of things of, wow, that actually performs smoother, more consistently, et cetera. I like the geekiness side of, you know, the industry. I like what the um, what James at Adrenaline does with things like his insert kits where you can underbore and, you know, maximize your efficiency and consistency, stuff like that. You know, and I think that's the that's the type of stuff where I think the more we can expose people to try this, see what you think of it. I think that's amazing to give people yeah. those opportunities. So, yeah, it'll be really, really interesting where where this all goes because i think there's some great technological advancements come out in future years in re recent years rather so i think it's exciting i think people are going exciting. to get to a level when they are like pretty similar like they're not they don't have hoses anymore kind of like the guns they're all electronic they're very I reliable i think they're at a level where there aren't many bad ones anymore no you know, rewind 10 years and there were a few duffs in <laughs> yeah. there you know and a few where you just didn't know if they were going to work the entire event but now the now the level of performance from a paintball marker is really high yeah you know it, it comes down to a little bit of personal preference um a little bit of you know obviously what you're confident in as well um and you know who you're confident branding wise as well right it's there's still people out there who won't wear anything but night trainers for example right yeah and it's not to say every other trainer's naff. It's just not their taste. So, you know, each to their own. I think choice is good, though. I'm I'm excited yeah. to see, you know, what the likes of Die bring to the table. Um, I believe there's a new push mechanical marker that should debut this year. Ooh. So, oh, did you not? Rumor no. on the street, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. not a rumor. Uh, oh, really? I've really missed out. Yeah, no, there's um I I know that Johan from the Preds has shot it. So um so hopefully we're gonna see, you know, teams shooting those or individuals shooting those at some point this year. Um I think it's I think there'll always be, you know, the mech shockers, the mech eclipse guns, the mech die guns, etc. So it's gonna be it, and it should be varied and interesting. So yeah. I think I think exciting times. See who comes out on top. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um right, I think because it was un completely unscripted tonight. Um yeah. not that it's ever scripted. Uh, nobody can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean uh... this is this is one of the more technologically advanced chats because we've got power during this chat. I was gonna say, yeah. Um yeah. 
It started in the dark. It did, yeah. Now we've now we've got light. <laughs> yeah. I've still got the candles on. So. That's fine. That just sets the mood. <laughs> um, Henry, anything from yourself? No, I think we're done. Yeah. Been great having you on, Nicky. Obviously, good good chats. Very good chats. Thank you, thank you for the invite again, folks. So, anything else from yourself, Nicky? Trying to think. I don't think I've got any clangers to any last minute clangers to drop. No, I mean, op- open invite. Um, I still believe there's a lot of players out there who are yet to experience 10 man and who maybe have the blinkers on um, and, a, you know, whatever their reason, they're yet to try it. Um, open invite. If you want to find out more, come down to an event. Um, there's always teams looking for players. Honestly, um, yeah. There's always teams looking for players. Um, and it's just one of those things. Get as involved as you want to because Ten Man's going to be here for a long, long time. So it's you may fun. as well have some fun now. I, I yeah. will back it a hundred percent. It is so much fun. Yeah, it's great to play. Um, uh, pre- prediction from you guys for twenty twenty four series. Who's who's going to come out top? Tigers. We're going for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gonna Big back year. to back it. Back to back. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm going to say Tigers, one, because I play for them, two, because I know it will wind Sharpie up to to <laughs> the end of the day. We should get Sharpie one of these, that'd be chaos. Sharpie's that actually been actually one of be these. chaos. Sharpie is, is, yeah, he is very filtered, I will say that. Um, <laughs> he is a what? lot less filtered than he is online. Let me put it that way. I think, we, I think we get into some interesting territory, though, because there's a few... Um, players with dual loyalties coming up this season. So some so mank sandbaggers, let's say. So Ooh, so I think yeah, there is you are, yeah. You are going to have to choose which camp they're in. So could be good. Could be interesting. Could be good. Could be um, interesting. I got one last question. Yeah, um, and this is a question that we ask everyone. Um, yep. What is the meaning? Of paintball, uh, what does paintball mean to you? Sorry, let me. Yeah, sorry, I completely messed that up. But what but does paintball okay. mean to you? What does paintball mean to me? I think to me, it's it's the epitome of inclusiveness. I see so many people who struggle with the outside world of you know preconceived ideas of jobs, relationships, etc. And they're just able to be themselves. Um, I think paintball is a bit of a safe haven for people's mental health. I think, you know, especially and this, I think this really got highlighted during COVID times when you couldn't do what you were used to just being able to do. And everything we took for granted, you kind of saw through a different perspective um paintball paintball to me is you know probably probably the one thing in life that i really excelled at without having to put in an abundance of effort there was a natural ability to see an opportunity and seize an opportunity in terms of movement on field or the the logical kind of pathway of 
do this, then you can do that, then do this, then you can do that type of thing. And it was it was just freedom to be creative. Um, and I think one of the one of the biggest things I enjoy is watching others be creative on field and you know giving them the opportunity to do that through hosting events designing layouts you know recommending gear for them to try that i think will improve how they play or what they want to do on field it's just you know phenomenal to see somebody in their element and actually do something that you're not expecting them to do and it to come off and they had no doubt it would come off <laughs> i think paintball's magical it's there like is. real life <laughs> truly is yeah that's, that's, i think that's one of the uh the deepest answers we've had i think we do it's I like think... we get really deep answers in this bit i think i said last time it's like the end of a disney movie you know the moral comes out and you stop laughing it's, it's, it's one of those though it should be you should be able to give a tangible answer to that to a question like that and you know i'm certainly from a personal perspective Paintball means an awful lot to me and my life is so rich because of it. You know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have traveled 10% of what I have without paintball. And I wouldn't have met 10% of the people I know without paintball. So, you know, I have a, a lot to be grateful for. I like yeah. it. Well, I think we come to the end of the show. Thank you for coming on. My absolute pleasure. Thank it's you for the invite. great talking to you again. And now we've got to see you again because you had power um, in the light, in the light, which was great. So yeah, it's um pleasure, absolute pleasure. But it's a goodbye from me. It's goodbye and a thank you from me. <laughs> we'll see you on the next one, guys. <laughs> <laughs>